Hi everyone, it's Jen DeWall, and I am so excited to announce that the Leadership Habit Podcast is starting a new series of mini-sodes about work fails. Work fails. We've all had experiences when things did not go as planned in the workplace, but people don't talk about it. And great leaders know that failure is a part of life and eventual success depends on how we handle those situations and learn from them. So we decided to talk to people about real life examples of when things didn't go as planned to understand how they handled it, what they learned from the experience and what advice they would share to help others that may be facing similar situations or to help them understand maybe potential pitfalls to avoid to prevent the same type of work fail that they may have had. Today, we are talking to Jenny Bridges, Marketing Director at Crestcom. She shares with us her work fails from her career in event planning and her time in a marketing agency. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. It's Jen Wall, and I am so excited to be talking to Jenny Bridges today. And we are kicking off our leadership series on work fails. Jenny is here today to share her experience of failures that she's made throughout her career, mistakes that she's made, how she's learned from them, and how she has overcame them. So hopefully you can learn from her to either avoid maybe making those same mistakes or at least not give yourself so much of a punishment for making them. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the show. We are so excited to have you because we know that every leader has a fail. We all have work fails. Oh, yes. I've had plenty. I think from every career I've had, there's always like, whether it's major or minor, there's always something you can learn from. So I don't think I look at failure as like this big blown up cost your job type of mistake. I think I just look at it as like, I could have done better and I have a learning from this, take that and then move forward. So um, I love that. It's about like, yeah, yeah it's about looking back and saying, yeah. what could I have done better? And yep. I know that that's something that you and I are relatively around the same age. So mm-hmm. we've had a few years in, in the court or in our careers yep. to at least see that things do get better. But yep. to those that are listening, that are new in your career, know that this is an opportunity to learn from someone that's already been there. So Jenny, what are your work fails? I know we're going to talk about a few on the show, but what one stands out for you or what one would you like to start with? Um, I have a few and I always try to think of like, try to build up upon it. Um, I did event planning, oh my gosh, probably 10, 12 years ago, 10 years ago at this point. And if anybody knows event planning, it's a super, super stressful job. I think it ranks as like the top 10, like one of the top 10 most stressful jobs there is, oh, wow. which sounds funny because I think people always think of event planning as like, oh my gosh, it's like this sexy job. Like you do put on these big productions and all this stuff. And it's like none of that. Yeah. I think everyone looks at event planning yeah. like, it's so fun. You get to do this. You get secret yeah. access into things. Yeah. It's all this glitz and glam and it's so much hard work behind the scenes. And I always reference it as a duck on water. Like you look real calm on the surface, but like underneath your like legs are going hundred miles an hour. You're super stressed out and there was travel on top of it. So that made it also super stressful. So one small fail I had, um, which I'll just start with that and like build upon is I did a event out in Oakland, but I had to drive from Bakersfield to Oakland. So that's like a six hour drive. Oh, wow. So I think I trying to remember, I flew in early, I did an event and then I ended up driving late and got to the hotel at like 10 PM. And part of our job sounds minute, but it's like printing name badges. So we carried these like little name badge printers with us. And it's really a big deal, obviously, because if you're traveling on site, you don't really have the ability to like go 
drive somewhere and print them off. And like, you always just bring it with you. So you bring a lot of stuff. We call ourselves like schleppers. Like you just like carry all of this equipment. You bring like suitcases, you travel with like five laptops. So it's kind of annoying to travel with all that. So I remember it was like maybe 11 PM or something. And I was getting ready for the morning. So I had to be there at like 7 AM. And then I was going to print the name badges. There was probably like 200. So I pulled out the printer, I pulled out my computer. And then we had like these little travel kits with us. that had like all the cords and things we need. And I'm like digging through and there's like no cord. And I'm like, no, shoot. Like, how am I going to print these name badges? Like I'm in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Like I, what am I going to do? So then I start like stressing out. Cause I'm also like with my boss and I have to be there at like 7am. I'm like, there's no like FedEx or print place. And they printed really weird on like word docs and you had to like peel them off. So I was like, I don't want to like just name like handwrite them, which I could have done at the end. So I basically went down to like the front desk and was asking them, I was like, do you have like a computer? Like, I don't know if, I don't think I had a laptop back then, but I was like, I just need to get on your like word system. And I basically had to ask them to let me get on their computer. And like, I was able to print off the name badges. So it sounds like not a big deal, but it was like 11 o'clock at night. You, you've been up for like, it felt like a day and a half and I was able to print it, but it was just like the fail was like, you're super detailed as an event planner and you always have to make sure you have all of your stuff. And that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like not being prepared. And I didn't double check that kit. Like our front office person always like packed it. I didn't check for it. Like I just assumed it was in there. So hard lesson for me is like always double checking everybody else's work or just what they're packing. So it's just like not relying on everybody. I, I think for me, it was like not relying on everybody else saying they did it just to make sure. So like for me, I just every event after that, I like triple checked everything, especially if you went like overseas. Cause you can't go buy like those certain things or cords. Like we even took like a big name badge printer with us to like Columbia because of like reasons like that. So it was super stressful. It went fine. So for me, it was just more of just like failing at like my job and making sure that I was prepared. So it was a little fail. So, little fail, but still yeah. it could have had a bigger consequence. Well, yeah, show up and not have any like name tags and you're like for 200 people, you're like, sorry, that's like the first thing event planning, like 101 is. <laughs> right. But that's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are listening to this that can think of how they might've made one small mistake or they might've forgotten to double check something, but then the consequence of not doing that ended up just yeah. increasing their stress tenfold and yeah. causing that shift into panic mode when, you know, maybe for the next time, if they could, if they did do the triple checking and looking yeah. at that, they could hopefully alleviate or avoid that in the future. Yeah. That's um, a good one because we, we can beat ourselves simple. up for that. And, and I think it's simple and it's easy to overlook those types of things. And it's, it's just more of just like being prepared and like accountability on yourself to like, make sure those things are there. Cause it's easy just to trust that everybody else is doing their job as well as yours. And so it's just like a small oversight, but can have like a big impact. Is yeah. kind of how I looked at it. If you're the one that has to take full responsibility for something because you're the one that's going to the event, yep. you have to take responsibility for ensuring everything is there too. Because it would come on. It'd be my fault. I wouldn't be able to say like X forgot to pack it. Like that's my job too. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think there's ownership in there too. A yeah. lesson about ownership of yeah. what we do own versus how sometimes it's easy to point fingers. And in that moment, I can yep. only imagine the frustration that would have come with being like, why didn't they just pack this one? I'm yeah. so frustrated. But then at the end of the day, you're the one that's ultimately, yes, responsible for doing it. So. Well, and if anything about leadership in general is like a big part of that is accountability, like, and saying like, I have a piece or a part in this and I own it. And so I think you always have to own those things and be able to say like, yep, made a mistake. 
learn from it, and then like move on past it. So. Hi everyone, it's Jen Dewell, and I just wanted to drop in with a quick note. Are you looking for a proven program to improve your management team's communication skills and create happier and more productive employees? Are your leaders able to take your strategy and break it down effectively for their teams to achieve your vision? Are they able to inspire and motivate their employees to produce real results and meet daily demands? Great managers don't happen overnight. Partner with Crestcom to develop your team and obtain results. Whether you are looking to improve employee engagement and reduce turnover or cultivate a more inclusive culture, our intensive leadership development program provides a diverse set of tools and skill sets for leaders to thrive in today's workforce. Contact us at Crestcom.com so we can help you develop your leaders. And now back to our podcast. This is a crazy story, the next one. So I'll try to like truncate it down because it's kind of long, but um, same place as doing event planning for, and I had a client out in California and we were doing, um, it was like an energy company. So we were out in like the Redwood forest, um, setting up an event to take these people to doing like a lunch and then a tour of like the, the facility that they were at. Um, there was no cell phone service. So like my, like my bosses couldn't get a hold of me. It's just me and like a co-event planner. And we had the tent company set up, the lunch is going on. And then I can't remember what point of the day my client came to me and like pulled me aside and was like, um, you hired the tent company, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, um, were they like a reputable company? And I was like, well, yeah, I just like, you know, from the list of vendors in California, like for tents and it would actually come up all the way into the forest and set one up, like everything, you know, was fine. I kind of asked him like what was going on. And so he had told me that after the tent company had left, and the drivers went back down the mountain. There was a school somewhere, like a middle school somewhere. And they had stopped to use a restroom and apparently had harassed one of the teachers there. And so it was like a big deal because the company that we were doing the event for, like didn't want, doesn't want like bad press. They've had experiences with that in the past. So even though it had like nothing to do with like us in general, but because I like had hired them, it was like this big issue. So I asked the client, I was like, well, what do you want me to do? Like. You know, it's like, it has nothing to do with like our event that's taking place. It was just more of like, okay, control, like what we can. So it's like, my, my concern was like making sure he was okay with everything and then making sure the event went smoothly and like they, you know, nobody knows what's going on. So he's just like, let's focus on the event. I think he was more worried about like bad PR for their company, sure. even though it technically wasn't tied to like the event specifically, it was just the association that we hired, our, I hired them. So the event went great, like no issues, right? So I didn't like call my bosses during that whole thing. Like my job was to like make sure the client is happy and like the events taking place of like the attendees are taken care of, like that was my focus, right? And same with my counterpart that was like supporting me. So we get done with the event, we go back down the mountain, <laughs> the air conditioning on the bus breaks, also can't control that. So with all that stress and then that happened. So we have like the driver, like stop at a gas station, get water. Like, and it was really hot. It was like, the, had to have been like the middle of summer. Cause it was just like, it, it just was like one of those things where like, can one more thing happen, you know, but they were all like really nice and good spirits. When we finally got back to the client's office, everyone was like, thank you, you know, for everything. It was so really great. So like the mood was like positive. Right. But then like, as we were getting back down, my coworker was like, the two owners were calling me and they were pissed because they had heard about what had happened. So they basically, you know, were really upset with me that I didn't call, like stopped in the middle of that and called, even though I don't know what they were going to do about it. So they said it was like, 
you know, they kind of reception anyways. Yeah. Well, they, I could have found like, there was like a phone like on site, I guess. So we had to take the red eye back to Colorado. And then I had to be back at my office at like 7am and basically got like an earful of like, you know, it was my responsibility to tell the owners what was happening. If there was bad press, it would have leaked. They said for some reason there was like helicopters flying over. So like, there was just like all this, like, and it was one of their preferred clients. So there was just all this pressure for them to want to handle it. So I looked at it as a fail for like, maybe I could have alerted them, you know, in a way, not sure like what they would have done at the time. Like my job was more of like the responsibility of the client and the customer experience at that point. But it was more of just like something for me, I learned like in the client relationship space was just like, they come first, but also like, even though I think sometimes like other people don't need to know, maybe they do just from that standpoint. But, um, you know, it was hard to, because I had to have a hard lesson from like them and responsibilities that they look for and they're like lead event planners. So just like a really strange like event to like try to like handle and make sure like the guests took take like got taken care of the client was happy and then to have something completely out of your control like happen it's like that's a really weird thing to have happen like no nothing like came out in the press about it like the client you know there was all this like nervousness of it but like nothing happened but it was just more they looked at it like I failed to like bring them into the conversation and like handle it even though in my head like I handled it so for me it was just like okay you know next time like consider those things and maybe just make a five minute conversation or call just to avoid like the conflict or what I had to deal with when I like got back. Yeah. It sounds like there's really weird. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot there. And especially when you don't have the direct yeah. responsibility because yeah. of the things happening out of your control. Yeah. But it sounds like there's also that little bit of a learning of, okay. When I, as I can like high pressure like, career, situations, like, high how do you pressure? handle them? Yeah. Or also how do you take into consideration the point of view of another party when you're making mm-hmm. decisions of understanding that to you, like everything was under control, but then maybe if you were like, oh, wait, how could they potentially yeah. do this? But you don't know that. I think yeah. that's also ties to our ability when we're earlier on in our career. I don't think because college doesn't prepare us for this. Like, I don't think we're conditioned to think about big picture things. No, you're just like in the moment. You're yes. like, I'm going to just, this is, you can't think like past like, well, if I don't do this, 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 you're like, okay, what's my immediate job? Like right now, that's how like, I thought like in the moment, I'm not like, oh, well, what technically could happen? Cause it's too like stressful, I think. Yeah. And so taking that big picture thinking, you know, if you are in those situations where something does happen out of your control, maybe then asking the question, like who else would potentially need to know this or be bothered if they didn't know about this and maybe use that. And the more that we ask those questions about who else are we serving, yeah. the more that it can help us. Yeah. And that's, that and that's kind of how I looked at it, like from their perspective, but it took me a while to get there because I thought given the circumstances, like it was handled really well. So I, yeah. I actually really did struggle at the time being like, I don't, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. But then when I, I think even when I reflect back now, or it's like after I left that job, I was like, well, from their point of view, they probably want to be able to handle like higher level conversations or press if it came their way. And so I, I think they felt like it took so long for them to find out mostly because there was no cell service and other things happening um, that they wanted to be like on the forefront of it and not reactive. So for them to be able to like, if somebody would have called or said something while we were still at the event, they were like, they knew about it. Not like what I don't, you know, it wasn't like coming out of nowhere. So I got that, but I think there was also other underlying circumstances that made it harder just maybe the way they handled the conversation and things like that that made it difficult versus like hey great job in 
handling a very stressful situation that like is very weird. Like that's just like a weird story. It sounds like I made it up, <laughs> but hey, that was kind of a strange experience, but I finally understood kind of what their point was. So now I try to think of like when I'm trying to handle certain things, like, am I the last person that needs to know or like who in the circle might need to know to your point of like, they might, it might help me if this person is informed of X. Does that and, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think, I mean, emotionally, I can only imagine coming back and just the, yeah, how conflicted you probably were, how yeah. frustrated you probably were, like knowing like, hey, I think I did everything that mm -hmm. I could, but now. I was kind of deflated, I, I feel like at the time, and it was probably because we took the red eye and got back so late and then you get up and then you know you're going in to have a really hard conversation where you're not being, it's more of like you're looking at them, they're looking at you as like, you're at fault, you didn't do enough when you really felt like you did the best you could for that very weird scenario. So yeah, it was hard at the time. It's a difficult spot. I know you yeah. had one more fail. Yeah. Um, this one was a past job where I worked at an agency. And I think I just like tracked this one up to like just being able to listen. And, you know, we were trying to produce a video for a client and they weren't very comfortable spending a large chunk of money on a brand video. And we just kept trying to drive like our story home and that we thought we knew what was right. And that, you know, part of your job working in marketing agencies is to lead the client and, you know, in a way help them understand that you really do know their business. But at the end of the day, they know their business better than you. And I think we kept wanting to sell in our idea so bad that we weren't really listening to the things that the client was saying that weren't working for her. And so I think it was my responsibility as like the client lead to hear her and understand that she was telling me, even it might've been like subtle that this is not what she wants. And we kept forcing the idea and then we didn't end up doing the video. It fried the relationship with the client. Um, I think it affected me and like my ability to like, like do that job well with that account and grow that account. The account kind of went stagnant and then that relationship was kind of frayed. And that's for the first time in like the you know four years I worked there that I felt like I had made like a big mistake with the client. So it was really hard to go through that. And with her, I'd have a lot of conversations where I had to basically, what's that? term like eat crow what is it that people say <laughs> like isn't that it's like yeah when you have to like basically yes. like eat your mistake and be like yeah i messed up i didn't do right you know so i had to have two conversations with her where i basically had to and that's hard just to be like yeah we're we're wrong you know and she did have a role in it for sure but like our job is to like listen and be able to know when to say like you're right let's move a different direction and that you know it was hard to do that because i blamed mostly myself, even though there was a team of us for not being able to hear that. So that was a hard pill to swallow. What do you think the takeaway would be? I mean, the one obvious one I think is yeah. maybe, you know, just practice being an active listener. And especially if you're in a situation like that, where you're yeah. solutioning, like, listen, so you can grab that key information instead of maybe because I think sometimes we get so excited about our solution that we we don't necessarily want to hear it yeah. because it doesn't align with our solution. So it sounds like there's a few different lessons. Like yeah. there's the listening. There's a little bit about suspending our ego to trust that like, hey, maybe this is a learning opportunity. It's not an opportunity where our expertise is necessarily relevant based yeah. on what we're hearing. Yeah. I think that a lot of that is relevant. I think it was, you know, active listening, but I also think it's really hard when you you're trying to active listen to a client that isn't super direct because they're not telling you, no, don't do this. And then when you did ask questions, they still said yes. So that's where a lot of the water I would say was muddied with that circumstance, but knowing like 
you know, how long the process got drawn out. There was more like little keys in there I should have been more aware of that I wasn't looking at. So I think, you know, slowing down to like, we were trying to like build in this really tight timeline. So there was a lot of like little points where it's like, if we would have slowed down or if I would have brought in maybe like other senior leaders to have conversations and, you know, kept trying to like, I kept trying to just drive it instead of just take a step back and be like, I don't feel like this is right. I just think there was like other things I was maybe ignoring to your point of like, we didn't really want to hear it because we wanted to do the project so bad. Um, and it's hard because that's, that's your job. Like as anybody in client relations is in an advertising agency, your job is like the client and the partner and listening and relationships. So when you make a mistake in that area, it's kind of like, it's hard to swallow and be like, Ooh, that's my job. And I didn't do it very well. Yeah. And it affected the relationship, you know, and I took a lot of blame on myself for that. And then I kind of actually reevaluated like, should I step away from that role for a while? Because, you know, and that was the only mistake that I felt was like a big one in like, you know, five years at that place. So that was a hard one for me. Did you end up stepping away from that role? No, but. I think that's great because it's, you know, there's also the piece of we all are going to make mistakes. And in the moment, it might feel so uncomfortable that all you want to do is leave that role, but trust that it does turn around, that there is an opportunity to learn from your experience Mm -hmm. and modify and keep going and find success. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I, I was really hard on myself at first, but then you, you know, you peel back a little bit and you understand you can't control your clients anymore than you can control other things. So like you can only do so much. And, you know, we did, we did have a lot of conversations suggesting other things and trying to like, you know, make it right and have other ideas to, you know, we, we said we owned it, you know, and that's a lot of agencies won't do that either. So, you know, I think we did meet them halfway to try to correct course, correct. Um, and that the end just didn't work out. And sometimes too, if that happens, it just your relationship with other clients phase out. So it's just harder to like have that happen when you have like a really good relationship before, but that's the nature of like that, the agency world anyways. So sure. Yeah. You shared so many great like tips and tools. Hey, but we all make mistakes. That's yeah. the whole point of the, our series is to just show people that mistakes happen, but there are always lessons in our mistakes that when we learn from them, we can be that much greater successful, have a greater impact down the road. And you've shared quite a few different ones from preparation to you know, thinking about the big picture and who would need to be involved um, to slowing down. Mm-hmm to listening. That's a good summary. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, look who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do that. But no, you shared a lot of great insights. I think just reminding that we all need these little messages. Like we know that listening is important, yeah. but here are the things, here are some of the consequences that can happen. When we don't listen. And how can we all learn from you to be more informed when we approach something because yeah. every person that we meet is our teacher and student and we can all learn from each other. So I just thank you so much for being vulnerable yeah. and sharing your work fails because we all have them. Yes. And it's not a matter of whether we have them. It's just a matter of how we deal and learn with them. So thank you so much for sharing of your story. You're welcome. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for listening to today's work fails mini If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to write us a review on your favorite podcast streaming service. Until next time.